you feel like you're running life through the motions day after day? Do you feel sluggish with little energy to be able to spend time with your family? Do you feel like you're just not living up to your full potential? What if I told you you could transform your life through mindset and movement? Here on the Ecala Podcast, you'll be inspired, be motivated, and be able to take action to become that best version of yourself. The Ecala Podcast is for those who want the opportunity to better themselves through health and wellness. Here you'll learn tips from experts in their field, hear inspirational stories to help uncover your full potential. Now, are you ready to transform your life? All right, welcome to the Akala Podcast. I'm your host, David Gonzalez, and I'm going to introduce you to someone who is not only started off as my coach, is now my mentor, dear friend, and most of all, my brother. Someone who very inspirational to me and to others. His name is Campbell Lillard. And that's pronounced Campbell like the soup. Welcome, Campbell. Thank you, David. What a, a great intro. <laughs> Every time I hear you introduce yourself to everybody, it's like Campbell like the soup. <laughs> that's fair. Great that's part, guy. to do that. All right. So we got a hang loose segment we're going to do right here real quick. I'm going to pull a card from the deck. There's going to be a question on it. It's just a random question. We don't know what it is yet until we pull it out. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Which living person do you most admire? I don't answer that question. <laughs> yeah, living person I, I most admire, that, that's easy. That's one of my coaches, one of my mentors, Logan Gilbert. And why is that? Yeah, maybe a little bit of an introduction to, to Logan is in order. He always introduces himself very humbly, but he's ex-professional athlete in three sports. I uh, went well, two sports. I guess he never got his pro card and strongman, but he has a world record. Baseball was his first sport. Played for San Diego for a couple of years. Uh, CrossFit was his second sport, kind of when CrossFit was, was in its infancy. He was a competitive CrossFit athlete. And then he made a foray into strongman at the national level as well. He talks about those achievements much less than his other achievements. Uh, he's a serial entrepreneur. He started a series of, of gyms, Deuce Gyms, the network of gyms that I now work for him. He started a nonprofit with me as well, Deuce Community Incorporated. But the reason that I most respect Logan is because he always does what he says he's gonna do. He's about what he says he's about. And my experience in all kinds of worlds, this is a very rare thing. He's a person that he might be, um, might not like me to compare him to, but the, person that I find that he most has this in common with is Father Greg Boyle of the Homeboy Industries. Um, Father Greg, whatever you want to say about him, really stands by his principles and always does things the way that he says he's going to do things. He's about the mission 110%. And, and Logan is very much like that. Logan very much leads from the front and every value that he exposes to have, he has. He's a man that anybody who chooses to follow him would, would follow him to the gates of hell and back because he's going to do exactly what he says he's going to do and he's going to take care of his people. Man, every time I think of Logan, he's the type of person where you could say um, that old saying, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Like he goes and he finds diamonds in the rough. Like, man, he Deuce Jim changed my life a lot as well when you took me there and introduced me to Logan and then Deuce Community. And 
he's a person that he came from different backgrounds as, as you and I, but man, that dude is very welcoming. And Father Greg Boyle, man, that guy is, that guy is like you said, who he is, man. He's a great man. Man, I, I had the honor to hang out with him a few times and, and, and spend time at Homeboy Industries working there when I was uh, with the Phoenix. And uh, man, both those individuals, man, they, they take the cake. When it comes to what, uh, what I like to say and what I say about my grandfather was a, a man's man, a man's man, you know? So now I got another question for you. What is it that inspires you every morning when you wake up? Great question. I'm inspired by the work that I do. And I know that's maybe a cliche answer, but in the past would have said that I'm waking up every day to be the best version of myself. And I know that can sound cheesy, but it is still true. And it, it was true for a long time. Now it's to help other people be the best versions of themselves. I know that I have, I feel a deep responsibility when I wake up to show up for people like you, for people like Jose, for people like Joseph, who are all interning at the gym and are in the programs of Deuce Community Incorporated. And I'm excited to do that. I know that there's a million things on my to-do list and that those things all ultimately serve the purpose of building this program out to give as many people a seat at the table as possible. And that's something that really fires me up. So now real quick, let's go back on a little bit of a backstory. How was it you used to wake up in your past life? What inspired you in your past life? Oh yeah, I was just looking for a fix. I was looking for a fix or I was looking to be the downest homeboy. I was looking to make a name for myself. I was all about giving myself the best opportunity or giving myself the best experience. And through a, a long, hard road, I kind of came to the conclusion that a rising tide lifts all shifts. And now I try to lift other people up. Not that I don't, I don't still have my own interests. I'm not going to sit here and, and lie and say that I don't, but I find that I get farther when I do more for other people, when I give more to other people. And then, uh, like, man, I remember the, the book you had gave me when I trained from a uh, study for my, my L1. Wasn't that the first CrossFit book you received while you were still incarcerated as well? Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, interestingly enough, the guy that I started training CrossFit with probably around 2011 is his name is Casper. Interesting bit of backstory. We banged two different sets in prison. We're two different races. The thing is like kind of like a no-no in the Texas system, but we were sellies coming out of overflow, coming out of close custody and hit it off. We were just, as they say in California, we vibe. We were on the same level about everything. And we were probably the two people at the time who had only two people on the unit, on a larger unit who had heard anything about CrossFit. And we started trying to imitate it and train this modality. And Casper got out and knew that I was in the back. He knew that I was confirmed in SEG. And he knew that I didn't know what I was going to do when I got out. He was working in the oil fields. He offered me a job. And I told him, man, I really want to try to do this coaching thing, man. Like, I don't know, but I think it's the thing for me. And so he sent me that book, the level one guy. He sent me Becoming a Supple Leopard by Kelly Starrett and a couple other books. And I devoured them and held on to those books for a long time. Would you say that was at the moment you had your epiphany on the way you, you were leading your life and the change you wanted to make? No, I think the moment I, I had my epiphany, I, I remember it very clearly. It was an out-of-body experience for me, meaning that I, I literally felt the perception of traveling outside my body and looking down on myself. And I was in the cell with one of my homeboys and we were breaking up some dope and we had, we had just treated some people very poorly. And uh, I remember seeing him and, and thinking, man, this guy is not a good guy. 
And then I, I had, I like looked at myself and I saw myself and I was like, man, you're, you look up to this guy. This guy is like your role model. You're trying so hard to be exactly like these people. That must mean that like, you're a horrible person too. And I just like had this feeling in my chest for several weeks that like something needed to be done. And fortunately to that point, I had been, I've been training very hard and I had, I was empowered with the knowledge that I could change things about myself that I didn't like. So from this experience, I was like, all right, like if I'm not a good person, I have the power to change that. And I started trying to change that. And I wish I could say that it was like an overnight kind of deal, but it wasn't, it was a, it was a really long road. Man, it's a trip on when you get that moment, like when you know, like, man, this ain't the place I want to be no more, the person I want to be. You know, uh, yeah, I would say that I before then and before before I had the perspective of that experience with, with a couple of years, I, I didn't really believe in stuff like that. I didn't believe in stuff like out of body experiences or spiritual experiences like the like the 12 steps call it. But it happened to me, man, and I'm glad it did. And there's nothing more real to me than that that experience occurred. How old were you when that happened? Let's see. I, I must've been around halfway through my sentence or a little bit less. I was probably like 22 or 23. I was pretty young. And 22, 20. And then how do you now? You're what? 32 years old. You're a, a coach at Deuce Gym, what I believe to be one of the greatest gyms ever. And then you're a co-founder of Deuce Community Inc. What strived you to want to inspire others to be better? What makes you want others to be better? What drives you to make them better? Like, why is it that you want to strive for the community to be better? I think one thing that I share in common with, with my hero, with my mentor, Logan, is that I see the good in people. And so when people come in, I look for the good in them. And, and what I'm really doing is not making them stronger or more resilient or more capable. I'm just helping them see that in themselves so they can bring it out. And then when it comes to like, I know... Like when I, we first met, you, you told me about, you know, a sober active community through the Phoenix. That's how we first met through the Phoenix. That's when you started coaching me in workouts and you were saying about a community, a community. Why is it that community is so important that it had to be Deuce Community? Was there any other name for the nonprofit you founded besides that or community is what makes people better? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Community is what makes people better. And it's definitely an essential part of the recipe. I kind of identified some things in my life and in other people's lives that it helped them be successful. And community was always the component. I thought long and hard about a name for the nonprofit. It's one of our core values at the gym, community performance lifestyle. It's the part that we really dig into in the nonprofit. We believe in mentorship. We believe in drive and, and motivation. We believe in trust and willingness. But ultimately, if you don't have a group of people who are going to support you, you're not going to get anywhere. It's the thing that I, I think I had been searching for my entire life. At first, I searched for it in the streets and I found it. It just wasn't a positive manifestation of community. What we are trying to do with a nonprofit or what we're doing with a nonprofit, if I can be that bold, is we're creating that positive community for other people that allows them to thrive and be their best self. Can you tell us more about what this community actually does for individuals? Yeah. So if I was going to give you the on paper version, I would say that we create developmental leadership environments for people who are system substance and housing impacted. And that probably doesn't mean anything to the person listening. So what that means in real time is that people coming off the streets are coming out of prison 
we create a funnel for and any part of this funnel that they choose to remain at is perfectly fine with us. The end of the funnel looks like free strength and conditioning programs, free community cleanups, free events that we do in partnership with other nonprofits like Amity Foundation and the Phoenix and Homeboy Industries. Uh, and we create positive environments for people. We teach them how to do things. We create fun environments. We teach them how to become better, stronger, et cetera. Among those groups of people that enter our funnel, individuals naturally take a position of leadership. They naturally seek to take responsibility. You were one of those people at the early Amity workouts when we first started to go there. You wanted to take a greater position of responsibility and leadership. You were very hungry. And so we offered education to you. I handed you a book called Mindset. And I offered you to come spend some time at the gym. And I offered you access to our educational programs that are normally sold at a premium coaches prep, business prep. And you sunk your teeth into those things and you did a great job. And so after that, you took more responsibility at the gym and you just kept doing more and more. So you advanced through the funnel. And then because of that responsibility you had taken through partnership with the Phoenix, we were able to offer you a paid internship. Um, and that's what individuals who take a certain amount of responsibility in our program are, are given. And uh, we write a subjective contract with, with them, which just means it's based on the individual. The individual gets to decide what responsibility they are seeking to take, what areas they're seeking to develop, and we pay them to do that. And for some people like yourself, it looks like becoming a professional in the strength and conditioning industry. For some individuals like Jose, it looks like creating a self-sustaining business that, that he's now running, a mobile detailing service. For some people, it looks like engaging in college, like Damara was doing. Throughout that process, they develop into careers that they're passionate about, just like you did. Uh, it is arguably my proudest moment as, as a coach, getting to watch you and what you've become and what you've accomplished, how you're able to provide for your family, how you've got great work-life balance, how you're able to impact change in your community and, and affect change in the people you talk to. Like that's ultimately what the vision was for the nonprofit is that we can create these agents of change within the community, go on to do greater things than we could ever imagine. And then what I, what I really like too, that, that helped me out at least with, with this community is like the way Deuce Jim bridged the gap between two very demographics of people where we grew up, like where I grew up and some of the members at the gym, but Deuce Jim provided the platform where both sides of the tracks can meet in the middle and get to not just talk and become friends, but network and get other mentorship, get other advice, see how other lifestyles are lived and how at the end of the day, no one needs to be scared of nobody. We all bleed and breathe the same, you know, but we all grew up in different types of neighborhoods. So we all felt that we needed to stay on our side of the tracks. They needed to stay on their side of the tracks. But what I, what I really took from Deuce community and Deuce Jam was they're bridging that gap. No one else in the world is bridging that gap, bringing these two different type of communities together. How were you guys able to, to, to provide that? Like, how was it when, when you guys told the rest of the gym, like, hey, this is what we're doing? And, and two, like I said, two different crowds of people coagulated and became one, became a living, breathing organism all in one through community? That's a great question. We just did it. Uh, <laughs> generally, how, how Logan do, does things, he just decides it's value aligned and, and does it. Um, background here is that 
this is the same experience that was given to me. And it was so impactful for me. When I got out of prison, I was the most fortunate person in the world to stumble upon a gym called CrossFit Odyssey. And I knocked on the door and saw that they had a free intro session and asked to do the intro session. And a man by the name of John Mariotti decided to give me the time of day and, and do that. And uh, this man saved my life. He let me stay at the gym all the time. He asked me what my story was. And I told him, well, I just got out of prison. I'm a heroin addict. I did 10 years on a 10 year sentence. And he said, well, what are you trying to do now? And I said, I'm trying to be a coach. And he said, you're trying to be a coach. How do you expect to do that? And I was like, man, I don't know. Like trying to start here. Can I clean your toilets? Can I clean your equipment? Can I sweep the floors? And he looked really skeptical, but uh, he gave me a shot. And, and this is a gym much like Deuce where people are driving up every day in Porsches and Mercedes and, and Teslas. And it was a place where I felt like I really didn't belong, but I loved to be there. And the members loved to have me there and they gave me a shot as well. And I was able to bridge the gap that you're talking about because I would, I would see these people come in and they would drive their Tesla and park it in the parking lot at 530 every morning. And they would do double unders and they would trip on their jump rope and they'd come back the next day and they'd do the same thing. They would really work hard at what they were trying to do. And I had the knowledge to know that these people were insanely successful in their personal and professional lives. And I, I came to really admire their work ethic and their dedication and the fight that was inside them, even though that I was biased and I thought that these people had just been lucky their whole life before I was really exposed to them. And so I began to see the world in a different way. My paradigm began to change. My paradigm around what was possible for myself began to change. And that was a really powerful thing for me. So now that it's a model that, um, that we imitate at, at Deuce. And that's great. Uh, I remember you told me a story one time before you came to LA. You said you wrote on your mirror? Yeah, so... To LA. So the background is, is important here. I'm not from LA. I'm from Dallas, Texas. And the reason that I'm at Deuce Gym is because I had made a decision when I got out of prison that I was going to give everything I had towards making it as a coach at the time in the CrossFit space. Uh, and that that's, was my only shot to make it. My homeboys were trying to drop off dope to me. My other option was to work in a garage for the rest of my life, which I knew that I would hate. I knew that all those avenues would eventually lead me back to an administrative segregation cell. That was something that was not acceptable and that I wanted to avoid at all costs. So I threw myself full force into coaching and I was quickly dissatisfied with the environment of the industry because many people were stagnant and many people weren't seeking to grow and change. And I was much like you when you started coaching. I was just a sponge that wanted to soak everything up. And I, I thought, man, these people are tripping. There has to be something better out there. And thank God that this tool called the internet exists because I hunted down as many good coaches as I could find and sent them emails and direct messages and et cetera, et cetera. And very few people responded to me when I told them my story. Logan was one of the few people that responded to me and he sent me a free ebook. Um, and he began a chain of emails with me. And uh, that kindness which he didn't have to do and he certainly did not have the time for changed my life and i began to learn about the developmental program that douche gym offers i saw that program 
which we call coaches prep, which you went through is the Navy SEALs of coaching. And a part of me was never going to be satisfied until I tried to do that. And somewhere deep inside me, I believe that the way for me to become the best coach possible was to go through this program. And so for a long time, I just became obsessed with the gym. And then when I heard that the company I was working for was going to start a new chapter in Los Angeles, I wrote on my mirror, what are you doing to get to LA today? I had a conversation with my supervisor and said, uh, you know, whatever it takes to do, I'm going to do. I want you to give me all the work. I want you to throw every assignment at me. And I want you to tell me how to knock it out of the park. And I want to do that so I can go to LA. I approached Scott Strode in Colorado and walked up to him. And I said, Hey man, I'm the man for this job. Like I got to have it. I'll do anything it takes to get there. And I did that shortly before I moved out. I got the gym's logo tattooed on my arm because I knew that I was either going to look like an asshole or I was going to live my dream and get the job and make it to LA. And I ended up getting a job and I landed in LA and I did everything possible to be able to become a part of the gym and work at the gym. Oh yeah, man. That's man. The work it takes, you did it. Like the, from where you came from to what you went through and to push yourself forward. That's why, um, Deuce Community saying, Deuce Community Inc. saying, seat at the table for whoever's hungry. How did that come to fruition? How did that come up? Like that saying right there. See that yeah, based on based on our backgrounds, I knew that people like us, that humans like us, were some of the most driven, most motivated, hungriest MFers in the room. But often we didn't have a chance. I got out of prison and rode my bike around Dallas for several months before I could get a job. I was doing odd jobs. I was riding around in a truck with, uh, you know, a ranking officer and a rival gang member who was a plumber, like doing work for him and, and super dangerous situations just to be able to, to get a paycheck. I remember very vividly being turned down at like three car washes that I went to and said, Hey, I'll work for anything, man. It's just like tips, whatever, like, please let me work. And nobody wanted to give me an opportunity and, and nobody wanted to give me a job. And that was a very hard thing. And fortunately, I had help to be able to make it through that situation, but not everybody has help. You know, not everybody has an, an option where somebody will support them while they're going through that struggle. And uh, I didn't want that to be the case. I wanted everybody who was that willing to make a change in their life. Everybody was that willing to work hard. I wanted them to have an opportunity. Now know that from an employer's standpoint, that just seems like a silly stance to take. Why would I not want to hire David Gonzalez? I'll break my back to hire you because I know you're going to drive the hardest. You're going to get the most done. You're going to be the most motivated. You've overcome the most adversity. And so the things that pop up day to day that are stressful in most individuals' lives are going to seem like nothing to you. Man, good shit right there. <laughs> and, uh... So what is it? Uh, I remember you told me just recently too, like like you do a lot of uh, uh you talk to more people now from the city of Compton, right? Like you go and 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 you also go to schools now and you're speaking to the kids and uh, how's that? Uh, how did that all come to be? Like what is it that you actually speak to them about? Yeah, so to be clear, I want to give credit to to a great coach, Damian Jackson, who's introduced me to some connections in in Compton. Juan Wadarama also introduced me to some connections down in Compton and it's been super useful, but I essentially just say yes to as many things as I possibly can, much like we did in the penitentiary. Um, I'm just always raising my hand to put in the work. That's a little bit less now with my schedule being busier than, than it has been, but I, I just 
try to jump at opportunities. And sometimes those opportunities don't pan out and sometimes they do, but it's always a rep earned. It's always great experience. I think what you're referencing is we recently went to Crenshaw High to do a squat clinic and, and talk a little bit about the work that the Deuce community does. But if I can share my story in any way that's inspirational to other people or helps them get through something they're going through, or you know, if, if I can provide a, a little bit of knowledge about movement and get them moving their body and, and help them feel a little bit better and get them to see that they're stronger than they thought they were, then I feel like that's a win. Oh, yeah. So now we got this thing about like a call to action. If you could advise anybody going through the struggle, whether it be uh, not just addiction, not hanging out with the homies, but um, also for the everyday, lack of better words, for the person that's just average, like the average Joe going through a struggle, not knowing ways to, to say, say, get physically fit or even mentally fit. Like what, what would you advise them to do for mental wellness most of all? Yeah, that's a great question. If I were to distill it down into one thing, I believe that two things are necessary to change a situation. Absolutely. One is a, a willingness to see that where you might be wrong. Logan calls it disconfirming information. He says, be interested in looking for ways that you're wrong because our natural tendency or my natural tendency is to look for ways that I'm right. My natural tendency is to look for ways about how I'm the best human ever and how awesome I am. That's most often not the case. And the other thing is you got to be willing to, to dig in and, and do hard work. And there's a, a couple of things that make those two things a little bit easier. Seeking out a mentor that will help you through this process and seeking out a com positive community of people that will help you through this process can be a game changer. I think like speaking to your experience running the gym up, up in San Francisco, that's why we've seen the um, the micro gym industry explodes so much over the last since the rise of CrossFit because it it added this really strong component that not as many people had in their lives this, this sense of community this sense of belonging you probably know that if if there's a member at your 7:30 a.m. class that doesn't show up you're going to send them a text or another member is going to send them a text you know the name of their wife and their kids and their dog and you're going to events outside of the gym with them those make those connections make growth. They serve as a catalyst for growth. Okay. Hell yeah. Now you call it, right? You're at the, you know, you call it podcast and call it is it represents a strong path. What does a strong path mean to you? That's a great question. A strong path for me means what we were talking about earlier with the leadership of Logan and, and father G it means doing what you say you're going to do. It means embodying your values. Logan talks about that all the time. Embody the thing that, that you want to do or the thing that you want to be. That means that here's an example. When you were at Deuce, you saw many people fail to complete coaches prep, fail to make it through coaches prep, correct? Yes, plenty. Plenty. Yeah, plenty. Drop my class. <laughs> no hard feelings. It's not for everybody. Yeah. But it's my belief that they failed to do that because they failed to embody what it means to be a coach, that the lifestyle of being a strength and conditioning coach on Venice beach, maybe appeared really sexy to them. It's just, you know, they fantasized about it a little bit and they said, wow, I would really like to do that. Whatever that looked like in their head, you know, I want to stand out there in the sunshine and point at people and tell them what to do. And that would be a really cool job and look great. That would be a really cool job. And then they found out that they would have to 
change in certain ways. They would have to apply certain things to their life that were uncomfortable. There were lots of little back end details that needed to be needed to be adhered to that they ended up just not wanting to do. But the people who make it through that program are people like you and me who go all in. We don't dip our toe in the water. We do a cannonball. We embody what it is to be the thing. And then we stay with that. And I think with a lot of people, that's what leads to success. I know I, I tell people all the time, I like, man, you got to roll the dice every now and then. You can't be afraid to lose. Like, where's that could happen? You got to fill another job application? <laughs> you know, like, what's the worst that's going to happen to you, man? You got blood in your heart. Breath in your lungs, man. You could make anything happen. You just gotta, um, just gotta take that chance, like you said. And I think that's the distinct oh, advantage. No. I think that's the, the distinct advantage that you and I have is that we've been broken down so many times and rebuilt ourselves so many times that the worst thing that could happen to us has already happened to us. So anything else by comparison seems small. So we're more willing to throw everything in. We're more willing to take a risk, especially when it requires hard work. Yeah, man. Man, thank you so much for coming on, Campbell. I really appreciate it. Like, man, I even got a little to hear a little bit more of your of personal side of it. Man, you're always very uh, quiet. Usually I just probably get you talking right now. You know, I finally got you talking. <laughs> it was great. Good, man. man. I always enjoy talking thank to you. you, man. And uh, um, hopefully we have you on here again soon. You know, a follow-up, see how everything's turning out with Deuce Community, Deuce Gym and how, how everything's working. And um, so real quick, right now, besides being a, a co-founder at uh, um, of Deuce Community Inc., which are also a uh, Deuce Gym coach, right? You got, you're a CrossFit, lacrosse, you finished Coaches Prep, you're CrossFit Level 3. And how long have you been home? I have been out of prison since May 12th of 2018. Man, see what happens when you're hungry? Things come and things come. Got to get out there and get it. Proud of you, brother. I'm proud of you, man. And, and you're going to do it. You're going to do it, man. You're going to do it all. You do it all, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. But wait, we want to keep you updated and continue to be inspired and motivated. Follow us on our Instagram page at Ecola Strong. We'll see you on the next episode.